I'm Denise Stouffer, and this is Project Phoenix Eden. Sitting right here alongside of me is your co-host, Courtney Stouffer, my daughter. And together, we are your gateway to the paranormal. Today we have a great episode for you. We're going to be talking about twin flame. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We'd like to welcome everybody to our second episode. How you doing today, Court? I'm pretty good, pretty good. Well, your allergies were kind of kicking the last couple of days. You sound a little better. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so, sure. Uh, are they still bothering you? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> you uh, have been sneezing and carrying on, but not so much today. It is sweltering here in Tampa. It has been like a sauna for the last two days. Hopefully, we'll get a little bit of relief. But uh, today, our topic is twin flames. You know, today, so many people are looking for this other half, this significant other. You know, between all the commercials about eHarmony and Match.com and this, that, and the other. But, you know, when you ask people, they seem to really be looking for their soulmate. And there seems to be a lot of misconceptions about what all these terms mean. What is a twin flame, Courtney? A twin flame is essentially you. I am your twin flame? No, not you, but it's like meeting yourself. It's your soul in another body. Well, we're going to delve into that in in more detail. That's fascinating. That's not what a lot of people think it is. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more later. But we would like to thank those of you who sent in ghost stories. You know, we want you to keep them coming. Send them to projectphoenixeve at gmail.com. And not just ghost stories, anything dealing with the paranormal, we're interested. Or if there are any of you out there in twin flame relationships, so we're interested in that as well. Yeah, if you think you're in a twin flame relationship or you know you're in a twin flame relationship, that's something that we would love for you to share with us. Before we get into that, what is going on in the paranormal world? We're going to do our paranews. <laughs> Why are you always looking at me like that, ma'am? Because that's your thing. All right. Anyway. So, my first piece that we have in the paranormal news is this guy in Wales, he's a rapper, his name is Walker, um, he was taking uh, photos out in his garden, and this picture has a lot of little flying creatures in it that people are speculating could be fairy. And I'm just read a little bit of the, of the A lot of people in this country don't really believe in fairies, but they are popular worldwide. What is a fairy? I'm not really sure what a fairy is, to be honest. I hear that they're magical, mystical creatures that are tied to the land that take care of the earth and the animals and the bees and the trees and the plants and stuff. And they have various powers. But here's the article. It says, A walker in Wales was astonished after taking a photo on a countryside stroll and discovering he had caught a family of fairies on camera. Musician John Rutledge was walking in a farmer's field near Newbridge when he decided to take a photo of the sunny summer setting. 
It was only when he reviewed the pictures that he discovered what looked like seven tiny winged creatures among the flowers and grass. The rapper from Goldie-looking chain <laughs> was shocked when he zoomed in and saw what looked like four centimeter tall fairies, complete with wings, arms, and legs. When we checked the image, we couldn't believe our eyes. Ever since childhood, I wanted to witness a paranormal event. The last thing I expected was a winged entity in a wood in South Wales, but there, there it is, smack bang in your face. It's solid evidence. The pictures are pretty incredible. Check them out. They're on our Facebook page. Yeah, there, there's quite a few of them, and they have some zoomed in. And they do look like, like little people. Yeah, they don't look like bugs, because at first you could say they look like a dragonfly or something, but some of them even look like they kind of got clothes on. <laughs> Like, if you look, look at this one. Like, you see how it kind of has, like, an yeah, outline? Or, uh, like, like a tutu or, or something. something. I don't want to say a tutu. Like, that's what they wear, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. I guess they don't want to be naked. Well, some of them look naked. I don't know. I don't but that is, that is interesting. And, you know, in all fairness, if you can believe in ghosts and angels and demons and all these kind of things, why are fairies off the limit? No, they're not for me. What else you got? All right, so my next one is insane UFO sighting, clear flying saucer filmed flying over a volcano. UFO chasers are hailing footage of an alleged flying saucer over an active volcano as one of the clearest captures in years. What was this? The dark UFO was reported by Webcams de Mexico, a network of cameras locked on active volcanoes in Central America country to watch out for eruptions as it appeared to pass over Colmia volcano on June 13th, 2016. It was this year. Wow, it was about, the, uh, about 10 days ago. Yeah. But despite all the fuss of despite all the fuss, one UFO skeptic has already debunked the sighting, saying it's just a bird bird in flight known as a blurbo. A blurbo? A what? A blurbo. That's what they're saying. It's a, it's a blurred bird in flight known a as a blurbo. A blurred bird is a blurbo. Well, wow. what is it? It's on a paranormal website in Blogspot. Co.uk said the network of webcams had now acquired a worldwide reputation for capturing unusual phenomena such as this over Comia and Popka. Oh, I can't read that one. Popkapate. <laughs> it's some other volcano, right? And um, it said a new UFO photo has gone viral on social media shown near the Falcon de Fuego in the state of Colombia. Wow. Um, it doesn't look like a bird bird to me. No, I've never seen a bird with no wings that was round. And here's the thing that really makes me think that it's not a bird, okay? Is that nothing else is blurred, right? The clouds are looking beautiful, you know, it looks like it doesn't have any wings, you can't make out a head, doesn't have any colors. I guess it could be photoshopped. Somebody could have photoshopped uh but they're saying they got these off a webcam. I mean, yeah, you could have photoshopped it, but how do you explain it, it off of a network of webcams? Is that on our Facebook page? Yes, this is also on the Facebook page. Please let us know. Comment, like the page. Do like you the think article. it's a blurball? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a blurball. Like, you know what? I tend to believe in UFOs, and I believe we have lots of pictures of them 
and people just decide that they're everything but the obvious. <laughs> it's like Captain Obvious, and you just don't be like, oh, no, I'm going to turn my head. And well, I believe that they're UFOs as well, but I really kind of like this word, blurbo, so I'm going to go with blurbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She thinks it's a blurbo. I think it's a UFO. Let's know what you got. I think it's a UFO, but we could call it a blurbo. Okay. <laughs> and um, I had one more. There it is. This last one is um. Oh, I am so so. In honor of Muhammad Ali. Um, apparently he has had some UFO experiences, and I thought it would be interesting to share them. He was the greatest of all time, and he even had a UFO experience. And let's face it. For a serious Muslim guy, champion of the world, I don't think that he's lying, but I don't know what he said. All right, so. And I believe in blurbos. So. <laughs> Passing of iconic boxer Muhammad Ali on Friday has inspired an outpouring of tributes and remembrances of the champ, including some enlightening insights from UFO researcher Timothy Green Beckley. In a heartwarming post at his blog, Beckley recalls his multiple meetings with Ali, where the two discussed the boxer's numerous encounters with UFOs. Ali tied in his sightings with his religious affiliation with the Nation of Islam and believed that the ultimate UFO was a giant wheel in the sky, Beckley writes. He also includes an excerpt from his book Shirley MacLaine Meets the Pleiadians, which details his conversations with Ali about Matic phenomenon and the boxer's own intriguing sightings of unidentified craft. Beckley recounts visiting Ali at his Cherry Hill, New Jersey home, where they shared the story of seeing a pair of UFOs while working out in a New York City park. I happened to look up just before dawn, as I often do while running, and there hovering above us was this brilliant light hanging as if by an invisible thread, Ali told Beckley, noting that he thought the object was a helicopter until another UFO flew into view. Ali's tale was met with derision from sports reporters who heard it, but he stressed to the UFO researcher that he was quite serious about the sighting. In fact, he amazingly revealed to Beckley that he had an astounding 15 UFO sightings prior to the encounter in New York City. According to Ali, his experiences with UFO appeared to be more than mere happenstance, as he confided in Beckley that he believed that ETs were watching him and that he once encountered an alien in the Florida Everglades. Ali even drew a rough sketch of what he believed to be the UFO scout ship, which Beckley included in the image shown above. And that's on our webpage, right? Yeah. This is on Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Sorry. Yeah, this is on Facebook. So check it out. Um, see, comment, like the um, article, and let us know what you think. I think that the government, like a lot of other governments around the world, need to have disclosure and they need to admit that, you know, everybody, presidents, Ali, so many credible astronauts, pilots, so many credible people have witnessed UFOs. That it, it's just ridiculous that, it, it, that the government keeps saying not so much. Unless there's something bigger than that going on. Which there very possibly could be. Uh, let us know your thoughts. We're going to get into our 
topic, but before we talk about what twin flames are, we're going to tell you a little bit about what twin flames aren't. Okay? Okay. So some of the myths that I that I came up with uh, about twin flames, number one is your twin flame completes you. That's the myth. The reality, your twin flame helps you to become more complete. They do not complete you. Myth number two, your twin flame is a member of the opposite sex. Reality, your twin flame might be the same gender as you. Myth number three, your twin flame is just like you. The reality, your twin flame is most likely your opposite. I would like to stop that one. I would say that it's partially true and not partially true. I would say maybe on the outside, you know, it might appear that this person is opposite of you. But I think part of the reason why it's so familiar and so um, wanted is because it is you. And so why would you be looking for the exact opposite of you? I understand. It like could be like a yin-yang thing. But yin and yang are complementary. They're not opposing forces. I mean, they do have opposing forces within them. But as you remember, yin and yang, they also have pieces of themselves within each side. And so that's what causes the balance. I think what happens is that you find yourself to be more of a balanced person, not completed, but you know everything in life is about teamwork, including creation. And so if you're in a twin flame relationship, I think that's what you're trying to learn. Okay, well, myth number four, your twin flame will come at the right time and be in the right place. That is also a misconception. Is that what they're saying it is? Yeah, it says the reality is your twin flame might appear at the worst possible time. Um, I could say that to be true. A lot of people have reported meeting their twin flame and, and being married or meeting their twin flame and um, just the circumstances have been seemingly to be, you know, just impossible for them to be together. You know, if they pursue it, it seems like some of these situations work out for the better. But a lot of people do not pursue it because, I mean, you don't want to ruin families. You don't want to ruin lives because of some crazy idea. Myth number five, you will always recognize your twin flame straight away. And the reality is you might not initially recognize your twin flame until much later in life. And I know I have a friend who recently got into a relationship, and this friend is, oh, she must be in her 70s, and she got into a relationship with somebody that she'd been friends with for like 20 years, and all of a sudden, bang, and they're just having the greatest relationship, and I've kind of wondered if that was a twin flame, but I didn't want to pry for once. Well, I think part of recognizing your twin flame and the reason why you don't recognize it is because part of spiritual evolution is getting to know yourself. And if you don't know yourself, how can you recognize yourself in somebody else? So, you know, that's a, that's a big reason why you wouldn't be able to find them unless you took the time to spiritually evolve. Or not find them, but recognize them. I think God would put them in your life regardless of what you wanted. But you might just be too, who knows, to find, figure it out yourself. Myth number six, 
twin flame relationships are always happy, smiley, and perfect. And the reality is twin flame relationships can be tumultuous, overwhelming, and intense. And the last myth is you'll immediately be ready to invite your twin flame into your life. The reality is you might not be ready to open up to your twin flame. That is a completely true statement. Um, Just like I was talking about earlier with the runner and the chaser stage, that is a common stage of twin flame relationships, and that's exactly why. It's because one of the people, they're just not ready for something so deep. Well, there are differences between uh, twin flame and soulmate relationships. According to what I've read, a soulmate is someone who is in harmony with you. Soulmate relationships have the primary purpose to further learning by adopting new traits, sharing and growing together in love and harmony. So that's what a soulmate is, but the twin flame, like we said, is basically you. Yeah, I, I think for a lot of people, it might be easier for them to love a soulmate because they're not okay with loving themselves yet. And that's a hard and long journey within itself. But I don't agree with that. I think that soulmates are people that you made a soul contract with before you even got here and at different in different incarnations. Yes, I believe in reincarnation. So in different reincarnations, these people play different roles, but, you know, I understand I understand that and I agree with that statement but I think once again the ultimate goal is for you to become you in this place of the world and you you know according to scriptures and everything the, the potential for man is to become more than man and and so if every person is in your life in order to lead you up to that moment then at some point in your life you have to accept that you're not okay with loving you and then get back on track to loving you. And so, you know, all of these things, like it said, standing together and growing in love and, and gaining new traits, that's part of it. Yeah. With that statement, but I think once again, the ultimate goal is for you to become you in this place of the world. And you, you know, according to scriptures and everything, the, the potential for man is to become more than man. And, and so if every person is in your life in order to lead you up to that moment, then at some point in your life, you have to accept that you're not okay with loving you and then get back on track to loving you. And so, you know, all of these things, like it said, standing together and growing in love and, and gaining new traits, that's part of it. I read that twin flames, it says twin flames won't unite easily because their purpose is not to get together in the traditional in a traditional relationship, but to help each other face themselves and become whole. I think that people looking for their, I mean, if you do meet your twin flame and it turns into this fantastic relationship, that's a good thing. But I think if you're looking for a, peaceful or loving or harmonious relationship in this flame, you should be more on the lookout for your soulmate than I your twin flame. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say that because, you know, the uh, twin flames who have who have gotten to the union stage have reported not wanting to be with anybody else, not oh, even being course. able to imagine being with somebody else. 
And so I think it comes, you know, I think it comes down to what you want in life. I think as far as um, traditional relationships, I think people have the whole idea of what they're looking for, you know, completely upside down. You know, a wise person a long time ago told me that every relationship is reason, season, lifetime. And so if you're trying to make every relationship a lifetime, then you're not gaining the uh, real importance of these relationships in the first place. Not everybody is in your life to be your soulmate or your twin flame. I would say twin flame has the potential of an amazing romantic relationship, uh, but it's erroneous to think of it as solely such. Twin flames meet exclusively for internal development purposes. And I guess for some people, if that if that is romantic, then so be it. But you could maybe meet your twin flame and it turns out it's your best friend or a relative or something like that. I don't think, I've never heard of one being reported as your relative. I've heard of it being your best friend, but when you think about the things that you see on TV and on Instagram and stuff, everybody is claiming that they want a relationship with their best friend. <laughs> so um, isn't that what you're looking for? I mean, yeah, but that could be a soulmate. Yes, but I think um, the difference between it is um, the psychic connection. You know, with your soulmate, some people are reporting, you know, feeling closeness and this, that, and the other. But twin flames are reporting, I can hear my twin flame talking to me when they're 3,000 miles away. You're not going to get that with a soulmate. If you are, some of them are reporting that I can feel him holding my hand, that when we do meditation, we go to a different realm together. That, you know, it's, it's a different type of relationship if that's what you're looking for. You know, everybody's at different stages in their evolution. And so everybody's looking for what they're looking for where they're at but since uh twin flame uh, does not have to be the opposite sex it could be the same sex what if you're straight and your twin flame is a woman what if then you're not really straight what if that was <laughs> a feeling what if that was a feeling you just but didn't choose to explore because of society and this that but, and but it also but a twin flame does not have to be a romantic I'm, relationship no, it does not have to be a, rela a romantic relationship, but they tend to be romantic relationships because when you meet yourself, you tend to fall in love with yourself. These people are just narcissistic. I don't think it's about being narcissistic. You're supposed to love yourself that much. You, well, my dating profiles agree with you since I often get matched with myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my fault, Mel. You need to talk to these programmers. That is not my fault. Yes, yes, and that is an actual true story. I I went on a Don't dating be mad. site, that to and me too. they said that the best match, the best person for me, was me. And have I met me yet? So maybe I'm my own twin flame. I don't know. Um, you know, they say that y'all, you know, we don't incarnate at the same time. Your twin flame could be in another plane, another dimension. It might not, they might not be on earth right this second. And they do say that it is rare for the twin flames to meet. So this explosion of people thinking they met their twin flames. It is part of the, no, it is part of the mass awakening of consciousness, right? During, um. A long time ago, some people who have been following the apocalypse or apocalyptic writings in 2012, it was reported that there was supposed to be a mass 
shifting consciousness. Since then, people, in my opinion... That was with the end of the mind. Yes, yes. But, you know, a lot of people um, believe that it wasn't the end of the world, but the beginning of something different. I believe that. If you believe in the age of Aquarius and things like that, you know that the 2012 coincidence of uh, Apocalypse and um, the age of Aquarius was uh, very coincided with each other. And so with a lot of these people waking up, I think they're shifting their energies differently to wanting different things. It is reported that people find their life, their life goals and their life decisions, spiritual callings when meeting their twin flame because it's in direct alignment with what God wants for you. And so if you're busy running around just trying to figure stuff out on your own and you want God to help you out, maybe you need to um, start looking for some different things. Yeah, well, I'm going to um, change my profile and see if I get matched with myself again. You probably will. Apparently, I'm doomed to be single, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm happy for the other people who have found um, their twin flame. Hopefully, you guys have some awesome stories and can send them in for us. And I'm happy that I found me. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say about that. Good job. Well, this was very interesting, and we would love to hear your twin flame stories, soulmate stories, karmic relationships. Ooh, karmic relationships for real. Some of those could be real horrible. They are. There's no some of them. They all are, harm, uh, are horrible. I, I just, you know, maybe about a year ago came out of a relationship that I knew from the beginning was karmic. The part that I didn't know was that that was bad. I thought, ooh, karmic relationship, that sounds like a good thing. Eh, not so good. Karmic relationships never work out. They're never good. They're for a lesson. And I learned my lesson. I did learn the lesson through that relationship. And it would be nice to meet my soulmate. I mean, not the one on Match.com that matches me with me, but like an actual real <laughs> other person. All right, well, stop plugging yourself on that show. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> all right, ma'am. That's about all that we have today for uh, um, Twin Flames. Next, Our next segment, we're going to be back in my neck of the woods. As you can tell, Courtney is on one end of the spiritual spectrum, and I'm a little interested in the other. So please keep those ghost stories coming. Our next segment is going to be on, I love to see the look on her face when I give my topics, because she doesn't know what I'm going to say until I say it, and you should see how she's looking at me. Our next segment is going to be on Zozo. (laughs) (laughs) It's always something. What the heck is Zozo? Zozo is the demon of the Ouija board. That's a little creepy. A little, the Ouija board is creepy, and Zozo makes the Ouija board look like a welcoming, fuzzy friend. So, so he just well, I guess we'll get more into it, but just to the little teaser. So, it's a demon that lives inside all the Ouija boards, or is this like his like um like his business card? Like he he's just wondering around like, yeah, here's the Ouija board, here's the Ouija board. Wow. <laughs> You'll learn a lot about Zozo on our next segment. He has lots of names. Zozo, Zaza, Zuzu, Zizi, you know, lots of names for him. And, you know, I, I, just just a quick story. 
I did play with the Ouija board when I was younger um, in a basement a couple doors away from the haunted house that we lived in in Brooklyn, and nothing happened. So, but there are lots of Ouija board stories, and if you'd like to hear yours on air, you can get to us uh, on Facebook, Project Phoenix Eve. You can tweet us, Project Phoenix Eve. You can email us, Project Phoenix Eve at gmail.com and send us those stories. And in a couple weeks, once I get a few more of your uh, ghost stories and paranormal stories, I'm going to devote a whole, a, whole, a whole show just to reading what you have to say. So I'm done. You got anything? No, ma'am. Well, we wish you guys love and light. Have a great week, and we will be back. Thanks for joining us. Check us out on Facebook, and we are out of here. Have a good day.